Welcome everyone to the Anxious Millennial Podcast. I am your one and only host, Alexandra. On today's show, I am so thrilled to be welcoming Krista Altemeyer. Krista's story is one of inspiration. She and I met through a business accountability group, and she was lovely to me from the start. Her story is one for the times, especially during a global health crisis. Krista left her corporate job in order to pursue her true love, flowers. After completing her certification to be a florist in Louisiana, it was off to the races. She started a company called Happy Stems Here where her business plan was to deliver hotel quality flowers on a schedule. Her business plan was brilliant. Then COVID hit. She refused, however, to be defeated. She recounts summoning up energy and determination in order to revisit her business plan and eventually came up with a way to bring happiness to those who truly needed it during this lonely and isolating time. Case in point, seniors. She started a campaign called Spread Joy, Not COVID, and has since been hard at work providing senior living facilities with creative ways to enjoy flower arrangements through her Happy Host program. All in all, an absolutely amazing way to give seniors back their quality of life. Krista, thank you for being on the show today. Hey, how's everyone doing? So good. So good. I was super distracted because behind Krista is the most amazing display of colors (laughs) you've ever seen. It really does brighten up my office a lot. (laughs) Wow. Honestly, it really does. It brightened up my day. The second I got onto Squadcast, I didn't realize that that particular array of colors would be so happy. (laughs) I love, I know it's great to know that, that it's a good thing to use as a backdrop. (laughs) Any call I go into, it just brightens it up. Absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. if you're like me, I love working in a, a pretty environment, something to just, you know, I do make too. Me feel good, right? Mm-hmm. And plants too. I love being surrounded by plants. Love plants. Which I guess makes sense because of the field of work I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. What a perfect segue. So once again, Krista, thank you so much for being on the show today. I can't thank wait you. to hear more about happy stems here but first off let me ask you what is your word for 2020 and why i'm sure you get this every episode but it's so hard because like every day could be a different word but if i had to pick one word i went with grit um for 2020 yeah just it's easy to be excited about what you're doing when there's an event Definitely when there's a positive event, but when there's a negative one too, it's still, there's some excitement there, you know, on how to get through it. But it's almost when things are a little mundane and nothing's happening, but you have these goals and you need to persevere, you know, you have a passion for them, right? You have to just keep grinding every day to get a little bit, even if you're just getting a little bit closer to it. And I think that, you know, that is what grit is. And I think that with this year, I really needed grit to keep moving forward uh, with everything that happened to, especially my business this year was one of my main focuses. So that really came in handy. And looking back, grit was the word that helped me get through this year. It's a powerful word. I really Mm -hmm. love it. It so well embodies what you need to keep pushing forward. Really powerful. You need grit to get through obstacles, right? Absolutely. The rise and grind, just just keep going. Just Mm -hmm. move forward. Mm -hmm. Love that. 
Krista, as an entrepreneur, speaking of which, and visionary, you decided to go into business. Can you tell us why? Yes. <laughs> so I kind of always had a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. My first business was actually, and it was either fourth or fifth grade when the Titanic had just come out and everyone was in love with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and, you know, wanted to be Rose even in fourth and fifth grade. And I think I went to school with a photo from the Titanic. Oh, and my mom always had to have like the newest printer she, for our computer. She loved having like printing photos. So I had a photo and the other kids liked them. So instead of just being like, oh, sure, <laughs> oh, sure, I'll print them and bring some to you tomorrow. I took orders and I went home and I printed out everyone's photos and I went home and I collected. I was like, okay, 50 cents for Jack, a dollar for Rose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And I didn't tell anyone I was doing it. I was just, I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, oh, okay. Um, I'm going to make, I don't know, go sell people these photos. And I actually got in trouble because apparently it's illegal to, <laughs> to sell <laughs> those photos. I didn't get in much trouble. It was just like, okay, we have to shut down your little business. But I think I get it from my dad. My dad is an entrepreneur as well. Like growing up, he had a traditional nine to five and when I was really young. And uh, I remember we, I never saw him. I remember him coming home and being on the sofa and just feeling very disconnected to dad. And it weighed on him. He is a super dad. And he took the big leap to start his own business. And now that I'm an adult, I realize how scary that had to have been because at the time he had two kids. Um, but it was to him, I'm sure like I, I'm providing for them, but I'm missing their life. So he started his own business and uh, it gave him so much flexibility and he has been, and not that he wasn't super dad before, but he became a whole new super dad then. Like he, you know, coached baseball. He was at the park with us every week, every weekend, baseball, football, basketball. My mom did cheerleading. They're like very involved in our life and they were able to do that because of the business that he started, right. And took the chance on and like, yeah, dad, me to bring get my prom dresses and took me to prom and everything so I'm just so thankful that he was brave enough to do that because it our life could have been much different you know and that's what I want for my life is to have flexibility so I can make time for people that I love and uh not miss out on their life Hmm. It really resonates with me because my father's also an entrepreneur and I'm hearing from you that you almost look up to him as a mentor mm -hmm. oh definitely yeah yeah. And if anyone, I guess, taught me grit, I didn't think of it like that it would be dad. Because, right, the path isn't linear. It isn't that you start and it's hard and then it gets better and then it gets a little better. It it might get better for a while, but then things fall out from underneath you. And that doesn't mean it's over. It just is another obstacle you have to look at as a challenge and make a plan on how you're going to get through this one. So well said. It's funny to hear you know, someone who was raised in sort of an entrepreneurial household that, you know, the onus on grit is so important because I, it's, it's, I feel like people, if they really wanted to can, right. If uh, it, you know, we all mean to do our best and sometimes it's just, it's just lack of skill and it's just, you know, they don't know how they want to, but then there's the gap of the skill and, mm -hmm. You know, we're we're blessed in a sense because we we were able to see that firsthand and and grow up within the the confines of a household that that encouraged that kind of spirit. So, 
dad. Thanks, dad. I know. Thanks, dad. But it's funny though. You say that because dad did it, but dad really wanted me to go the traditional route, but it's, I tell him, I'm like, it's your fault that I didn't want to do that (laughs) because he was like, go to college, which I did go to college. But after college, he was like, you know, get, he wanted me to have a nine to five because it meant security and he knew his little girl would be taken care of. Right. But I was like, no, I'm going the entrepreneurial route. I'm following your footsteps. (laughs) You took the path of most resistance, like like the most difficult path, right? Girl, I respect that. Thank you. So do tell, what can you tell us about Happy Stems Here? So Happy Stems Here, that is my business. That is my baby. And uh, so Happy Stems Here, I offer through my business uh, unique flower services to other businesses. So it's B2B. And um, I work with different businesses around the entire mainland U.S. and we offer services, flower services, but at wholesale prices. Um, so initially, for example, I was ready to work with hotels. I had an entire hotel line and I was giving them an affordable means to keep fresh flowers in their guest rooms and their suites. Um, so how that would look is I'd work directly with housekeeping and at turnover. Uh, so when they go in to turn the rooms over, to the next guest, right? They go in, they clean everything and make it perfect for the next people to come in. Weekly, I would deliver fresh prearranged flowers. And I had already set up an account at the hotel that they had vases they use um, from my vase line. And uh, we'd send them fresh flowers every week. So at turnover, once a week, they would fill the vases with new fresh flowers for the new guests that week. Um, And that was how Happy Stems Hero was first starting out. But once COVID came, you know, that obviously changed because the hotel industry took a huge hit. I mean, they're still working on coming back, right? So, um, but still the same idea. I knew that that, that wasn't the only flower service at the time. That was just the main one uh, that I was working with. So after COVID developed, I was like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> you know, how can I help? Oh, it's going to happen. And quickly... Uh, I was like, well, who needs the most help? And uh, I created a campaign called Spread Joy, Not COVID. And through that, we delivered flowers to senior living facilities and um, the nurses and the ERs and the ICUs. I have to tell you, I need to jump in here because the admiration on my behalf for you is how quickly you moved and reevaluated and did not wallow. And I'm sure there were moments where there was frustration. However, you know, we all sort of have that moment where the plan goes awry or askew and we're frustrated. We're thinking, man, I was on this particular path and I was so excited to be on this track, but you said it so perfectly. Life really is not linear mm-hmm. and you had the wherewithal to, it might be the grit, but you literally reevaluated and you thought to yourself, well, what's the need now? What, where can I go yeah. now? Right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. You probably know with being an entrepreneur, that's, there's no other way you can look at it or else you fail and failing's part of it. But I mean, you don't want to fail forever. We're all, we're going to consistently fail, but then you have to pick yourself back up. And just try to always focus on it and look at it as a challenge rather than, you know, 
just an event that happened to you and it's over. So certainly uh, that's how spread joy, not COVID came about. And it was, gosh, it was such a great time just to see the way people came together. I did that locally. Um, I, I didn't do it anywhere else, but I, I'm in new Orleans right now. And the sense of community in this city has always been very beautiful. And it was just another amazing way to see us come together to just help wherever we can. And people wanted to help. So people were very excited when I put it out there. I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to go for this, but this is how I feel like I can help. And it was for every $13, I was able to deliver a bouquet. And each bouquet had a very like uplifting sticker on it. I think, what was it? Oh, I wish I had pulled up some stickers before this. They were really cheesy and super cute. <laughs> and uh, like, I think I one was, I hope this will make you smile, but it was thistle. So good. You know? Oh, yes. I love a good pun. Oh, my goodness. Instead of thistle. <laughs> so they were very cheesy. But just another way to just bring a little extra happiness to these people because of what they were going through. And I had gotten really friendly with the senior flower clubs. And what they were going through was truly devastating to me because these seniors, where I live, some of the senior living facilities, um, COVID had struck them really hard and um, their whole lifestyles overnight changed. I mean, people obviously, you know, they died, they lost family members, they were completely locked down. Not only the seniors lived there and maybe they had lost a friend who lived there, they were scared. They were going to be sick and their own family couldn't visit them. They couldn't leave their rooms. They lost all of their activities, which, you know, benefit their cognitive functions. And as we know, just our mental health in general, and it broke my heart and I wanted to help uh, more. So that is how the senior flower club developed. Um, Cause I thought these people cannot just be confined to their rooms for ever. And still with COVID, we don't know where it's going to go or when, or if it's going to be over. And I didn't think I didn't want them to have to wait because right. Even then we had no clue what was going on. It was like, well, we think it's going to be over at this month. And then it wasn't. And then we'd say two more months and it wasn't. I was like, you know, you can't keep, they need something. They need something to bring them happiness and joy and um, an activity. There has to be a way that's safe for them. So I designed the senior flower club as a safe means for these senior living facilities to um, engage in activities. And it's something that they get to do with their, they get to work with their hands. Um, they get to have flowers. And I guess I could tell you how it, how it works. Absolutely. Um, yes. Okay. So the senior flower club is really fun. <laughs> the people have been loving it and how it works is I give the senior living facilities everything that they need so they can host the flower club within their own walls. And uh, so I give them vases, clippers, the fresh flowers, um, flower food, and it also comes with I do it monthly. So it comes with a monthly happy newsletter. It's called the happy times. <laughs> and then I also have a little piece of lanyard. I always throw in something extra that goes well with the newsletter, like a gratitude journal. Um, I think for Halloween, it was, it was how to carve pumpkins without actually carving them because it can be hard for them to carve pumpkins. So there were some templates and um, yeah, fun things like that. And so 
Each facility has different restrictions and depending on what's going on at the time, they might have different restrictions that week. One facility, if someone gets COVID, they do shut down for two weeks um, before they reopen again. But other facilities, they get together. They'll have people who come and they sit six feet apart and they wear masks. So when the party starts, they all at their station or within their station in their room have um, their vase, their flower food, their flowers and clippers. And they are walked through by the host um, on how to make like any grocery store bought bouquet into a beautiful arrangement for their coffee table. And it's like a flower recipe is what we say. And so they arrange the flowers together or in their room, but they're still together virtually, which is how, you know, if it's the best we can do right now, they're still getting to like see people, talk to people, build something with these flowers and then um, talk about the newsletter together. I always have really engaging prompts. So at, you know, throughout each article they read, they get to talk about it, what they think. And then they get to not only go home with the flowers that they get to keep for their space or they can give to a friend if they like. Then I also have that little piece of land yap, which gives them something else to, you know, to work on or to do. Um, mm. But that that's it in a nutshell. That's so lovely. <laughs> I know. It's been really fun. I had no idea when I created it, it was an idea. I, you know, there wasn't the time like, you know, some entrepreneurs do where you put research in, is there a need? Do people want this? Like, let's just get it out there for these people as soon as we can. And uh, I did. And the feedback's just been so wonderful. And it's so rewarding, Alexandra, because I, I see their smiles and like how happy they are. And I check in with the um, activities director after every, after every party to ask like, how did it go? Um, is there anything we can change, anything more I can do to bring more value or joy to the residents? And they just completely love it. And they've all booked, everyone who has used it has booked me through the whole year. It's coming to the end of the year now, but it started early summer. So I'm happy because I wanted it to work because I wanted to make a difference. And I feel like the feedback shows me that I think it has, (laughs) you know? You know, what's awesome is that, I mean, the idea just came to you so naturally and that it's working out. Number one, I think speaks to how genuine you believe the idea would work because you kind of, you thought ahead a few steps and thinking, well, okay, we're in this situation, but right now who's isolated? Who needs that injection of joy? Who's not Mm -hmm. getting it? And the formula, I mean, I could speak to so many things are coming to me. I could speak to the formula, how brilliant it is, how it taps into the fact that we're so lucky that we have technology at the times that you can't actually physically go or your 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 coordinator can't actually physically go. You can, you know, resort to having, um, you know, it over Zoom or over Skype or over FaceTime, mm-hmm. you know, all those opportunities you're still maximizing on. So there's so much brilliance to the idea, but yet it's it's all just sort of evolving really naturally and organically. And the fact that you already knew intuitively who would need this right now is just, it just speaks to how authentic I think you, you made this. So, I mean, kudos. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for saying that. It's been a journey and I'm, I don't know. It's when I started Happy Stems here, I never thought this is where it would have, this wasn't a thought right <laughs> before COVID, but I'm so appreciative to in a sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm glad that this is where I landed because it really is rewarding work. And um, 
it's nice to feel because it is a job. It is your business, but that doesn't mean you can't do something great with it. Right. Or serve through your business. Like you can have a business and make a profit, but you can do it through serving others. And I am so happy that that is what I get to do because it makes me feel the most fulfilled all the better that you can actually manage to make a hybrid of your passion and be able to serve. Altruism is yes. so rewarding. It's, it's, of course, it's amazing for the recipient, but altruism inherently feels so good for the person being altruistic. It's actually more rewarding for the person doing the good than the recipient, believe it or not, as good as it is for the recipient. Yeah. So there's, there's magic in that, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so you talked about actually the first time you and I spoke, you mm -hmm. mentioned something that was so poignant and you talked about the importance of network um, and why it's so important. Why is network and connection so important to you? Well, from a business point of view, it is how you grow. You know, you grow so much more rapidly through networking and it's more fun and rewarding, I feel, because like had I not networked with you and met you you know, you've already taught me so much. And then I'm getting to have this experience of being on your podcast. And this is a direct result of networking, you know, and, uh, and it's, it's another way to give and receive in the business world. And then to network as an entrepreneur, I guess, I mean, as a, for your personal growth, I guess, is just saying you have a community. Um, and they both support you, right? The business and the personal one, they're just there for support. And gosh, it's so important in life. I've done the road where I've been very isolated and alone because if you leave me, if you leave me alone too long, I will, I'm a homebody and I work from home and I'm okay being here all the time, but I have to remind myself how good it feels to connect with my community. Um, and it'll start to affect me and weigh on me. And before, you know, I really started a road to self-discovery, I didn't understand what that was. And now I can recognize it quickly and be like, oh, you need to see your friends and your family. <laughs> you need yes. to get out of the house. You need to make time for yourself with them. And uh, so that is why I think your personal community is so important to you. Oh, uh, I'm hearing that so strongly from you. Like it, that resonates where I could just be left to my own devices and just mm -hmm. go. But then it's so interesting. Like I'm hearing you speak. I would have never pegged you as a homebody because... <laughs> See, it's so funny how we... I wouldn't think that about you either. Oh my gosh, I really am. I know. I know. I am too. <laughs> oh yeah, I love my space. It's so interesting to hear that from you. That's why the more I dig deeper and the more I, I have these conversations, um, and this is why it's so awesome to be getting to know you, is that we jump to conclusions so easily in our day-to-day -day and just our, you know, we're we're having diminished interactions. You know, our, our mm -hmm. social life is all affected and we're indoors. And so, but it's just interesting that, I, I went straight to, oh, she's an extrovert. She loves being around people. <laughs> nope. I know. Isn't that funny? And I'll say, because I'm not totally surprised because I'm not traditionally shy. If I'm out and about, I like speaking with people and I, I love hearing their stories, but I am usually exhausted after. And that's what makes you an extrovert, right? I don't get energized through 
being with people socially. I mean, I love it, but I have some people recharge through other people and some people recharge by being alone and I have to go home and recharge so I can do it all over again. <laughs> yep. yep. Restore. Absolutely. Yeah. And the same, speaking of which as being a lovely human and an entrepreneur, what are the key things that keep you mindful and balanced every single day? Let's see. This year in particular, like I all, I keep going back to things aren't linear because there's been a time that I look back. I actually came across my 2018 journal the other day and whoever that girl was, I just look up to her. <laughs> she was just killing it. And it's funny to look back at an old me and think like, wow, like I want to get back to that place because this year has been particularly hard at being mindful and balanced because there's been a long state of what is coming next is the floor because things keep coming up in this year, right? COVID and the, we think it's going to get better and then it doesn't. And it's kind of like a little bit of a higher level of anxiety this year of what's coming next. And so it has been a harder challenge to say, stay mindful and balanced. But with that is a good thing because you'll be all the better prepared for future challenges. Right. Um, but what the question was, what do I do? to say mindful and balanced. I journal. That's a huge one. Journaling helps me so much. And uh, I have to remind myself when I'm not doing it and I don't feel balanced to go back to it. Journaling. And it's such an easy thing to go back to. It's free. Everything's right there in front of you. You can do it anywhere. So I journal and I run. Running helps me a lot too to clear my mind. Um, I do a lot of things. I have a huge, I call it toolbox. <laughs> I can, I feel like I can write an article and just like list things for people to choose from what they can do. Um, one big thing I do that might be different and more unique. I actually have one right here on my hand. I write my mantras right here when I really need them. So yeah. And right now it's positive flow to just remind me whenever my brain may go to like a negative space to bring it back and, to stay in a positive frame of mind. So what I'm hearing is that you you have something to anchor you back when when your mind goes in those directions. This this anchors you exactly. right back into the present moment. Exactly. Yeah. I love also that you said that journaling is free. Mm-hmm. I never thought of it that way. It is free. You've got a pen. Everybody's probably got paper. Just yeah. let's go get the thoughts mm-hmm. out of here. And I, I'm I'm tapping my head. <laughs> put them them out of yourself right you know just getting them out feels so much better and our phones now I actually have um I think it's a word app and that's where I save my journals and so I can do it on my iPad or on my phone and yeah you can just grab a napkin if you need to wherever you are and the, the beauty is you get to, just like you described earlier, you get to revisit an earlier part of yourself or a younger you and you get to think sometimes you're impressed. Sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's go to the next page. I won't delete it, but I don't want to look at it. <laughs> well, that's so interesting because I feel like we journal sometimes, maybe not all the time, but I journal when I'm feeling a certain type of way, if I'm anxious, mm-hmm. sad. So I tend to read back on myself and like, man, this girl's... <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, man, she had dark thoughts and whatever. But then it's like, <laughs> I should probably journal when I'm happy, also, because absolutely, because then you're only looking back on, oh man, that sucked. Yes. Oh yeah. So when I started journaling, that's exactly what I did, and I noticed I was like, I'm only writing when I'm sad, anxious, upset, angry, yeah. and I started setting alarms and. uh 
I would try to journal at least a sentence a day if that was all I could do. But it started to become a habit and I started to turn to it more. And I have some really funny and fun journal entries now. And it's really cool to look back at. And I see because there's the good and the bad, I see the whole struggle and the whole picture and how I healed through it. And I really want to recommend to anyone to make it a point to journal when you're feeling good and bad. You'll be happy you did when you go to look back at it. I love that. What, because I'm reading also your, you know, happy stems here, spread joy, not COVID. These are such creative, you know, titles and labels that you're giving to your ventures. Where do you get inspired? Where do I get inspired? So many places. I get, I look for inspiration. I'm always looking for beauty in the world. And I'm that person. (laughs) It probably annoys my little sister, I think, that I'm walking. I'm like, oh my God, look at that tree. Like that is a beautiful oak tree. And I could sit there and stare at it for five minutes, you know, just always looking for the beauty. And then my father, to come back to him, he's always served his community. Uh, One short example he lives in this block where we grew up, but there's a new neighbor and they don't speak any English, but he had seen my dad helping so many people in the neighborhood that he came over with his door handle and showed it to my dad and and spoke to him in Spanish, pointing to his house that he needed help. Never spoke to my dad before. My dad, of course, went over to help. And I think that I get from him just to give to others and I'm always looking for ways to do that. And it's not completely unselfish because it makes me feel good, you know, but um, I think my inspiration comes from just wanting to help other people. It's not enough for me to have a business that's profitable if I'm not helping other people. It's a great mentality to have. It's, I think we need more of that right now. (laughs) It's, you know, just bearing witness to what's happening in the world. It's nice to finally hear someone wanting to give back. I mean, it's, it's much more substantial. It adds so much more meat to the business, to any venture, really. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, and I seek those people out and I think that I admire them and they inspire me more to do that. I mean, let's be honest, it, you know, you talked about also some uncertainties, right? And living in a constant what's happening tomorrow. <laughs> it mm-hmm. gets exhausting. So where you can find beauty and where you can find inspiration and all the better to be able to serve your community is, is just this incredible balance. You know, you, you've really tapped into something that I genuinely feel is needed now and will continue to be needed. And you being here today also, you know, we're talking mental health, we're talking happiness, we're talking entrepreneurship. These are all things that can and should not be mutually exclusive. They all coexist. We're right. human. We're vessels that are comprised of all kinds of things. So it's really incredible to see someone like you who has drive, but has the ability to also merge giving back. So I thank you for that. You've really inspired me. You've really inspired me. Thank you so much. That's very sweet. Thank you. You have, you You guys, I was walking downtown this weekend and I thought of Krista and bear in mind, like Krista and I are friends now, but I mean, you know, we, we connected in such a serendipitous way. And I, I passed in front of this flower shop and I thought of Krista. So now every time I see flowers, like I'm thinking of Krista and I'm like, Oh, that's so great. (laughs) I have all this inspo and all these ideas that I was thinking about to send to you. Definitely send it to me anytime. But isn't it kind of neat how you don't know who you're going to inspire with your creativity, 
But in any event, you are creative enough. I don't think you need all of my iPhone pictures sent oh, your way. You know, I, I don't want the ideas to run out. So don't ever not send it. <laughs> but again, Krista, thank you so much again for being here. Tell everyone, where can we all find you on IG and on the interweb? <laughs> oh, yes. Please look me up. You can find me on Instagram at Happy Stems Here. Um, my Facebook handle is the same and my website is happystemsphere.com. Um, and please, if you have family members or friends or, you know, anyone that makes you feel connected to a senior living facility and you think that my senior flower club can bring them some joy, please tell them about me and ask them to give me a call. I'd love to talk to them. Yes, please do everyone. What a breath of fresh air. I will close on the following. Krista, what are you most excited for? Oh, what am I most excited for? I'm really, really excited about the Senior Flower Club. I mean, it's still very new to me too. And I'm very much in that beginning uh, phase where I'm seeing the feedback and it's so rewarding. And I just am so excited to reach more people. And I... I'm not just, I'm in New Orleans, but I uh, provide this throughout the entire United States. So I'm just so excited to reach more people and make a difference to, you know, more lives. Even if it's one person, you know, that I can, that day is a little better because they got to be a part of this. And then that whole week they have fresh flowers in their room to enjoy. I'm really excited and I feel really passionate about it. And I'm ready to use the rest of this year and uh, next year to reach more people. This is what I call fighting the good fight. Krista, on behalf of everybody, thank you so much for sharing your journey. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I don't know how many times I must have said this throughout the interview where I was just in awe of Krista. A huge thank you once again for giving us all the inspiration and creativity that we need. You see, it just goes to show that sometimes even in the middle of a crisis, like the one we're living, there are ways to take a step back, reevaluate, and then move forward with a plan B. I promise you, it does not mean that you have failed. And another important takeaway from this episode, I hope you have all taken is to please give back to your communities, donate books, donate a bag of groceries to your local shelter. I know we're all in this crisis together, but some are living it worse than others. So as we head into the holiday season, I really hope you can keep joining me. I have some great episodes coming up, some fantastic interviews with some more inspiring humans that are sure to give you the energy that you need at this time. So I am the anxious millennial, your host, Alexandra. I thank you again for being here and reminding you to go out there, conquer the world the best way you can. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.